0: Good morning. Today is Friday, December 10th, 2021. What I want to share with you this morning will partially contradict and also complement some of what we discussed earlier this week. And I know it sounds strange for something to both contradict and complement, but that's the nature of Torah study. There are infinite layers that we can derive from every narrative. So the story of Yosef and his brothers seems to work out fine. In our Parsha, there is a happy ending. Everyone's together. Everyone's happy. Everything's good. Everything's fine. But it seems it's not really so fine after all. Let me start with a story. The story is about Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, who was one of the greatest scholars in Jewish law, one of the greatest Torah leaders in the previous generation. And he was once in his living room with two men. The two men had had a dispute, and they had turned to Rabbi Moshe to adjudicate their dispute. And Ramosha had decided the case. And now it was over. So now he turned to one of the men and he said, ruven I'm making up the name. He said, ruven ask Shimon for forgiveness for what you did to him. And ruven says to Shimon, I'm sorry for what I did. Please forgive me. And Shimon says, it's fine. It's not a problem. Rav Moshe turns to Shimon and says, No. Tell him that you forgive him. Shimon says, I'm not angry. The case is decided. Everything's fine. And Rav Moshe looks Shimon in the eyes and he said, Shimon, tell Ruvain explicitly that you forgive him. Shimon says, Ruvain, I forgive you. They shake hands and they leave. A student was present. And when the men left, he asked Ramoshe, Please tell me, Rebbe, why did you insist? like you did. Wasn't it enough? The argument was over. They were at peace. So listen carefully, please, to the answer that Ramosha gave. On Yom Kippur, there is a section of the service, the davening. It's not as well known as Kol Nidre or Unasana but it is a dramatic and crucial part of Yom Kippur. It's a section of prayers that we say in the afternoon on Yom Kippur, and it starts with the words, Eile Ezgara, these I remember. And it's a retelling of the torture and martyrdom of 10 great rabbis, among them Rabbi Akiva, about 1800 years ago at the hands of the Romans. So one of the great difficulties that these prayers raise is the unanswerable question of the suffering of the righteous and if people can be punished for the actions of others. It's very troubling and it's very painful. The prayer begins by quoting the rationale of the Roman governor of this reign of terror. Now, this is not meant to be a literal historical account of what happened, but it's meant to convey the lesson that our rabbis want us to learn from these events. And the Roman governor says he is imposing this suffering as punishment for Yosef being sold by his brothers into slavery, which happened more than a thousand years earlier. That's our story, which concludes in our Parsha, Vayigash, and It seems to conclude on a very happy note. Everything is okay. But clearly, according to this account, it was not okay. Something actually went wrong. Now, no one ever seems to need a really good reason to persecute Jews. But for the Roman governor to give this specific reason is very strange, especially because, as I just mentioned, it appears that everything was resolved. What went wrong? What happened? So the story in our Parsha, of course, is after the brothers selling Yosef into slavery, after first planning to kill him, but they sell him into slavery. Decades pass, and then he becomes second in command of all of Egypt. The brothers come down, they are reunited. And when they are reunited, the brothers are very frightened, our Parsha tells us. Because they did this terrible thing to Yosef years ago. And Yosef suffered horribly as a result of it. And now, this Yosef that they mistreated so badly is second in command of the most powerful nation in the world. Their lives are in his hands. And they ask him for forgiveness. But Yosef is gracious to them we see in our parsha, And Yosef says to them, don't be upset. It was all part of God's plan. And this way, through the way God arranged these events, I'm going to be able to provide food for you during this famine. Don't worry. I'll take care of you. I'll take care of your children. It's okay. So it would seem that that's the end of the story, but it's not because Yosef never says the words, I forgive you. The hurt was never fully resolved. And that hurt was available to be used as a pretext a thousand years later for terrible suffering among the Jewish people. And Reb said to his student, that's why I spoke to Shimon like that. Because to be forgiven, you have to ask for forgiveness and you have to mean it. And to grant forgiveness You have to say, I forgive you, and you have to mean it with a full heart. What does that mean, to mean it with a full heart? Well, first of all, according to Marjorie Ingall, it means we have to take ownership of the offense that we have caused. We should not say to someone that we have hurt, I'm sorry if you were offended, or I'm sorry that you were offended using the passive voice. You have to say, I'm sorry I offended you. I'm sorry I hurt you. Don't say, I'm sorry you misunderstood what I meant to say, or I'm sorry you misunderstood what I did. As if the real problem is that you're really too stupid to understand correctly what I said or did. You have to take responsibility for what you did or said. Don't try to excuse yourself. Don't try to defend yourself. I'm sorry you took it the wrong way. I was only kidding. I only did it because I care so much about you. These are unhelpful apologies. But most importantly, you have to mean it. You have to truly mean it. Here's another story about Ramosha Feinstein. So Ramosha was a public figure, known certainly in the Jewish world and beyond, and as the greatest authority in Jewish law in his time, he often took bold stances on points of Jewish law. Not everyone always agreed with him. And not everyone who disagreed with him did so civilly. There was a Jewish man who wrote the most terrible slander and attacks on Ramosha Feinstein? Terrible, horrible things publicly. Several months later, this same man came to Ramosha Feinstein to ask for a favor, a big favor. And Ramosha did it fully. So, a student who was with him then said to him, Rebbe, but this is the man who wrote those t- terrible things about you. He, he, he treated you so, so horribly. Why did you do such a generous favor for him? And Rav Moshe answered, since that time when he attacked me, Yom Kippur came, and on Yom Kippur, I forgave him and everyone else who hurt me, and I meant it. Since Yom Kippur, he and I have a clear slate. Of course, I would do him a favor. That's what it means to forgive with a full heart. Now, yes, that's Ramosha Feinstein. Few can match him. But here is the truth, and please hear me clearly. If we don't do that, it will eat us up. If we don't at least try to let our heart hear what our mouths are saying, the words of forgiveness and to truly mean it to work on ourselves to internalize that we mean to grant full forgiveness, we will be haunted by it. And even a thousand years later, the damage will still harm us. My friends, I want to wish you a great day and a wonderful Shabbos, and I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.